Good morning, Harmony family and uh, those beyond our fam, our immediate family here. Uh, we welcome you to the Harmony Ministries live stream on May the 10th, 2020. Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day uh, to all. We want to invite you to join us as we worship, as we sing, and as we hear from the Word today. We're going to open with a great old hymn, All Creatures of Our God and King. All creatures of our God and King, lift up your voice and with us sing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thou burning sun with golden beam, thou silver moon with softer gleam. Oh, praise Him, oh, praise Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thou rushing wind that art so strong, ye clouds that sail in heaven along. Welcome you again to the Harmony Ministries live stream Sunday morning, May the 10th, 2020. Happy Mother's Day. I am going to read now from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 9 to 14. 
There was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God. Even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory. Glory is of the only begotten from the father, full of grace and truth. Join us as we sing who you say I am.
Romans 15, 13 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. When darkness tries to roll over my bones When sorrow comes to steal the joy I own When brokenness and pain is all I know I won't be shaken I won't be shaken my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. We'll sing no long place to hide I am not captive to the lie not afraid to leave my past behind I won't be shaken I won't be shaken my fear doesn't stand a chance when I Stand in your love, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. There's power that can break up every chain. There's power that can empty out a grave. There's a resurrection power that can save. Power in your name. Power in your name. There's power that can break off every chain. Oh, yes, there is. There's power that can empty out a grave. There's a resurrection power that can say, There's power in your name. There's power in your name. Because my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love, my fear. Doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love, my fear. Doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love, my fear. Doesn't stand a chance when I Stand in your love, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. When I'm standing in.
Okay, so I'm talking to you, camera two, right now, and uh, these are obviously interesting times we're living in, and obviously uh, it's been dragging on, and it continues to drag on, and at first we were all, seemed like we were all in it together, and as time has gone on, we've kind of all retreated to our little tribal responses, I'll say, and our... Uh, <laughs> insecurities and our uh whatever you know we're uh we're facing trials right now the virus the economy the election racism rearing its ugly head murder hornets snow in the middle of may <laughs> um so i get it i get it these are trying times and the natural response is to complain and to lash out and to look like everybody else. Um, the reality that we're living in is that there's a lot of evil in our world that's outside our power and very difficult to even explain. So there's several ways we can respond to that. A few of them would be one, we can run after conspiracy theories that impart a false sense of control and knowledge, or we can blame whatever politicians organizations or political tribe tells you know our political tribe tells us to blame because there's safety in numbers and we can uh, join all of that or we can do it this way we can respond with humility we can respond with prayer we can respond with an aching desire for the kingdom to come all while showing the world that the joy of the lord is our strength if there was ever a time for us to demonstrate how we're set apart, I feel like now's that time. Camera two. <laughs> so we're going to sing a couple songs here. Uh, one is, the first one is called Highlands, and the chorus says, I will praise you on the mountain, and I will praise you in the mountains in my way. So mountains in our way right now. So what are we going to do with that? What are we, you know... Harmony, what are we going to do with that? So I'm going to encourage you as we sing this song, and then we're going to sing a song called I Will Rise, that you would uh, meditate on the lyrics. And those of you who are, who are engaged on uh, Facebook, I would love it if as we're singing and as you're singing with us, uh, if you're commenting, comment with something that in the midst of this season brings you joy. Demonstrate the joy of the Lord to, to each other right now in the comment section there. And uh, maybe that can spill over into our lives as we interact with people on social media because really that's how we're all interacting at the moment for better or worse. A lot of times worse, but uh, I think we can all do better, myself included. I'm going to read a couple verses here. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And then James 1, 2, and 3. 
Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Let's hope that out of this season, we get some endurance. We get a, a boost in the, uh, the joy that we have in our Lord and Savior. Join us as we sing Highlands. Valley Hill called Calvary. 
But for the one I call good shepherd Who like the lamb was slain for me So I will praise you on the mountain And I will praise you when the mountain's in my way You're the summit where my feet are I will praise you in the valleys all the same No less God within the shadows No less faithful when the night leads me astray You're the heaven where my heart is In the highlands and the heartaches all the same Whatever I walk through, wherever I am, your name can move mountains wherever I stand. If ever I walk through the valley of death, I'll sing through the shadows my song of ascent. Whatever I walk through, whatever I am, your name can move mountains wherever I stand. And if ever I walk through the valley of death, I'll sing through the shadows my song of ascent. My song of ascent. Whoa, whoa. My song of ascent. From the gravest of all valleys Come the pastures we call grace A mighty river flowing upwards From a deep but empty grave So I will praise you on the mountains And I will praise you when the mountains in my way You're the summit where my feet are So I will praise you in the valleys all the same No less God within the shadows No less God, we thank you that you never change. We thank you that in the midst of all that's going on, you remain the same. And you remain steadfast. And you love us. And that in all of this, we can say, it is well with my soul. God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time we can spend 
And God, we just ask that you continue to bless us. Continue to let us know that you're here. He's going to have to tune that, folks at home. Live TV. That's what you get. <laughs> if, you're, uh, if you haven't yet, uh, keep throwing comments in the comment section about what is bringing you uh, joy in this season. Apparently, it's Janine Bennett's birthday, so you can wish her a happy birthday, too. That's close enough. Oh 
Pastor John up now to share with us. Well, good morning, Harmony. Yeah, I am uh, was hoping you'd be looking and saying, who is that masked man? Who is that masked man? And I'm going to take this off. I had it on for a reason because people are wondering, when are we going to get back together and what is it going to look like? It may look like what I just did uh, if we do it in sections, but we will certainly let you know. And uh, we're trying to follow the protocols as best as we can and openings keep getting postponed. So that is the world in which we're living. And uh, we may be meeting mass together. Who knows? We shall see as the time comes. Happy Mother's Day to you. I'll return to that subject in just a minute, and uh, I'm going to try to do as well as Corey did last week, doing family time and filling us in. It's necessary, I think, to uh, over-communicate rather than under-communicate just about how many things are going on, because we're not in the room together and rubbing elbows and sharing data. So I'm uh, working it this way. So let me mention a couple of things. First, I wouldn't have said anything except Ben had or somebody comment, oh, it was uh, our brother Mike talking about snow. A couple of weeks ago, I took the blame because I took the snow tires off my car. Uh, Mike said there are things you can't control, but we know if you wash your car, take your snow tires off. That's what happens. And this time, I'm not going to name anybody but it's Glenn's fault because he took his snow tires off. I just heard about that. Annual meeting information is coming uh, in email form this week. Uh, we're waiting for a few more bullets to come in so we can send it all to you at one time. So that'll be happening. Thank you for those who continue to honor the Lord with your giving. And uh, also wanted to mention, if God blesses you with extra, I don't want anybody who's going hungry or having trouble paying their bills or is out of work to do this. But if you're blessed with extra and you want to send some to Kenya, mark it as Kenya, and uh, we will make sure it goes to that wonderful uh, group of believers and Pastor Joseph in Limuru, Kenya. And uh, we will make sure it gets to the right place. And uh, brothers and sisters, thank you. Keep those cards and letters coming in, folks. We appreciate it. Uh, food pantry. I just wanted to mention, our uh, last week, uh, Brian and Nancy, they are phenomenal. She's the uh, pastor, I say, of the food pantry. And uh, God has continued to bless. If you have a need, don't hesitate. If you're part of the church family, the Christian school family, or others who are on the list, 
God has been providing abundantly. Last week uh, in the camera, somebody saw a pile of boxes in the corner, and you know what? We're unapologetic. We had to put it all somewhere. We've cleaned it up this week, but it's just a witness to God's faithfulness. Amazing amounts of very fine food has been coming in, and it all goes out, as my brother and sister tell me. It all goes out, so Uh, help yourself and see what God uh, provides for you if needed. Um, Speaking of needs, uh, our Harmony Strong ladies have been doing a phenomenal job uh, getting uh, packages out, uh, gift boxes, bags, baskets, and uh, we, they, they've taken on a really large assignment because we're reaching out to nursing homes, which, by the way, the response of appreciation from the staff at the nursing homes has been really good. And we're asking you to pray that the Holy Spirit touch some of these lives and make them hungry to know why we're bothering and uh, because we're doing it uh, for Jesus' sake and just to love on them. And so this week, a huge nursing home, Valley View, we're going to... Uh, try to get tons of cookies. So if you can help us, please do that. My wife's on duty again. I even promised to help her in that. I just hope all the cookies are edible uh, after I get my hands on it. But uh, if you want to help us, great. Also, people who need to be able to tune into our services, etc., could use your old tablets or technical devices if you don't need them any longer. You can donate them. Let us know if you have some like that. This week has been uh, Nurses Appreciation Week, and um, my fireside chat, I gave a shout-out, especially to all our Harmony nurse, nurse and medical people. Sometimes you're not formally a nurse, but you're on the front line with some other job in the hospital. We just want to thank you and bless you and pray for your safety. But also, I was reminded this week, is Teachers Appreciation Week, and Oh, my. This week at my fireside chat, I'm going to comment on that. There was an article even in the paper this week I'm going to mention. But they have risen to the occasion, both uh, the public schools as well as our Christian school. Our teachers have risen to the occasion to Zoom class a lot or whatever the format is. doesn't matter. They are going above and beyond to make sure our kids are uh, educated and so our appreciation. Shout out to them. God bless you. Thank you for doing it. Speaking of Zoom, uh, the, the ladies' class is not happening today. It's Mother's Day. You'll probably want to Zoom with your family instead, and so that's what's happening on the agenda today. And the last thing, then, that brings me to Mother's Day itself. And uh, if you've known me for a while, Mother's Day is always a day that I wrestle with as a pastor, Because I know that it's not always equally happy across the board. For some, it's a painful or mixed day of joy and pain. I'm sorry, I'm moving too much. My team is helping me out. I'm moving. Hey, look at that. Hi. My apologies. I am moving. This is why I can't do television. (laughs) Thank you. It's a good thing I have an excellent team here keeping me on task. So it is Mother's Day. It is a day of mixed feelings, and so I always struggle with it. I'm going to pray in just a minute, but I'm going to keep it brief 
because uh, our tech wizards who have been so helpful, um, let's see, I was thinking of Adrian Houdini Bennett. Uh, he he uh, sent a little video clip to me and said, could we use this Sunday? And it's kind of a rap form of a blessing on moms, on women. And um, I want you to tune in and let the Holy Spirit minister to you. I thought it was appropriate. It worked. I checked with uh, Dr. Dennis Ashley, who is our speaker today. He's uh, our pastor of family ministries, and so I thought it was appropriate for him to speak into our lives today. But uh, this little video clip, I think, will speak what I often have weighing on my heart whenever it's Mother's Day. And so uh, I'm going to ask you to listen to that as we transition to Dennis Ashley coming to speak. But first, let me pray and ask for God's grace to continue abundantly upon us. Lord, we thank you for your goodness to us, and um, Lord, we're asking for those who are listening in today, whatever their status might be, uh, moms and dads, but especially moms and wannabe moms and all those uh, ladies who listen in today where this is a, a unique day, that Lord, your Holy Spirit would minister to them through this brother uh, who we've caught on video. We ask God that we would believe you for the healing and wonderful, sustaining and encouraging grace that you make available for us. We thank you for how you sustained us. We're asking you to continue to do this in the midst of this drama that we're dealing with as a culture. Put your angels around us. Continue to uh, command safety and victory and healing for all of our people. We'll thank you for that, God. Minister to us through this uh, brief uh, word of blessing and then also through our brother Dennis's message this morning. We commit ourselves to your grace. We pray in the great name of our Savior, Jesus, and all of God's people out there in their homes said, Amen. Let me start by saying I believe mothers should be respected. Love, honored, and cherished, most certainly they should be protected. Webster tells us that a mother is a female parent, one who gives birth. But for those of us with a good mom, we know of her even greater worth. She was the one who was always there, knowing just the right time to say yes. Though hated then, we see now that even her nose were meant for our best. In times of hurt, her words captivated our hearts, working what some would call her mommy magic. We see now that it was just grace and love as she helped us through times so tragic. But before we get swept away in a world of fairy tales and myths, we give pause realizing that Mother's Day for all is not a day of joy and bliss. For some people, the thought of Mother's Day causes them to mourn, for this day is one of great pain and suffering, a day where their heart is torn. Divorced, abused, abandoned, words that have left many moms feeling alone as they never settled into their role, trying instead to protect the children in their home. And what about the pain endured by those who could never have a baby, leading them to believe that God's love is at best a maybe. For all you young ladies who long for the great treasure of a new birth, May I speak life into your heart. It is your heart, not your womb, that is the measure of your true worth. The emptiness you feel right now because there is no life within your womb can only be filled by the gospel, not a child, a job, or even a faithful, loving groom. And others of you may be struggling from the fact that you bought the world's distortion, 
the pain you feel today is rooted in yesterday's abortion. Before we go any further, allow me to speak life where death may reign. Jesus' blood is sufficient to cleanse even the darkest sin stain and to heal the deepest soul's pain. Draw from your past, but don't live there, for to do so will turn your heart to stone. But look to the love of Jesus, a love that on an old rugged cross for the world was shown. On that cross, Jesus commissioned his earthly mom with a very exciting task, one that would change her world and another's. What was it, you ask? Behold, your son, Mary, he spoke concerning the disciple for whom he had a special love. An adoption at a funeral, something so beautiful it could have only been written from above. For all the moms who gained the status not in a hospital but rather in a court of law, we praise God that through adoption you too answered the motherhood call. And finally, for those whose moms are no longer on this earth in sod, we pray that today we'll find you cherishing the moments and mothers given to you by God. Moms, we stand in your honor today. We thank you for all that you've done. May you continue to mom well until you can no longer see the sun. S-U-N. You know the ball of fire that hangs in the sky. May the S-O-N reignite your passion. May you pass it on before you die. May all the hurts and the joys and the pains of your story simply just not be wasted. But may they from your memory be cut and on your children's heart be pasted. Happy Mother's Day, moms. We truly value all your tendencies and yes, even your little quirks. But most of all, we thank you for modeling for us the truth that love truly works. Welcome back. That was a great video, wasn't it? The spoken word uh, expresses so much of what we want to be able to say to moms and about moms and uh, those who aren't moms. Uh, I want to uh, just encourage you as you come into uh, worship this morning, thank you worship team for uh, really inspiring us in our worship time. Thank you for that great music. And uh, we were talking uh, yesterday about worship and uh, how it's different, how it's going to be different. And uh, it's just encouraging to be able to recognize the words that we're singing. We're singing to and about someone who has never changed and never will. Our methods might change, uh, but the object of our worship is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you, Pastor John, for giving me the opportunity this morning to speak. And I also want to say thank you to Pastor Tim, who... Uh, prepare the great background for the slides that I'm going to be sharing uh, with you this morning. And uh, I want to talk about mothers, but if you're not a mother, I don't want you to stop listening because this isn't about you. It's about what you and I learn from our mothers. And yes, uh, if you are a mom, you're teaching this to your children and those who are watching you. I made a mistake earlier on in my marriage to Kelly. It was uh, coming up on Mother's Day, and uh, my mom had passed away the first year we were married, and uh, I thought I was off the hook for Mother's Day. And uh, Kelly asked me uh, early on in her career as a mother, uh, Dennis, what are you going to do for Mother's Day? And I said, well, you're not my mother. 
And that was my first mistake. (laughs) And I didn't see her for a few days after that. And then about day four, the swelling went down, and I began to see a little bit blurry. And um, no, she didn't really hit me, but I love to work that joke in every chance I get. This is a photo of uh, my father, Robert, on the left, and my mother, Shirley, next to me, and uh, then me, and then Kelly, and then her mother, Marjorie. It just happened that we were all together in the same place, all dressed up in nice fancy clothes on this particular occasion. Uh, For some reason or another, I can't quite remember the occasion. But uh, my parents are both with the Lord now. But Marjorie is still very much a part of our lives. Happy Mother's Day, uh, my mother-in-law, Marjorie. Where does a mother's love come from? Wait. Something about that doesn't sound right. Let's start over. Uh, For the grammar lovers out there, is this better? From where does a mother's love come? That seems better. doesn't sound better, but the grammar teacher says it is correct. Have you ever wondered how mothers learn to love their children? Kelly and I, when... We were expecting, well, when she was expecting our first child, we went to those Lamaze classes. And um, I remember a lot about breathing. Uh, I thought I knew how to breathe, but apparently I was doing it all wrong. And uh, Lamaze helped me to understand how to do it correctly. But I don't remember anything in any of those Lamaze classes about, Mother, this is how you love your child. I don't think there's a class. Uh, where moms learn how to love. It just happens. But does it really? Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. Genesis 1, verse 26 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. I have this little idea that the finest qualities in mothers and motherhood, those things that we love to celebrate, we write, reading cards about, we write songs about, we speak words about. Those are in fact a reflection of the nature, of the character, of the attributes of God who has made her in his image. The very things that we admire and celebrate about mothers, not only on Mother's Day but every day, are in fact echoes of those qualities that describe God. And this is, at least in part, what it means to be made in the image of God. Listen to these words of lament. Pastor Derek, this last week, gave us a a great message about lament. Listen to these words of lament that Jesus spoke uh, on the high ground overlooking the road into Jerusalem. Uh, 
as he approached the city. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together just as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you would not have it. It's pretty rare in the scripture, but this is an example of God. In this instance, God, the eternal son, the second person in the Trinity, expressing himself in a female simile. A mother hen gathering her brood of chicks under her wings to protect, to shelter, to comfort, to nurture them. This is my proposition. This is my proposition today. This is what I want to try to convince you of. This is what I would like for you to agree with me about. The love of a mother is like the love of God. Mother's love, because it is part of the image in God in her, the image of God in her that makes loving her children her very nature. Ask that you would just pause and pray with me briefly. Father, as we talk about several, certainly not all, but several qualities, characteristics that we admire in mothers, help us to understand that it is you communicating something about yourself to us. You've used mothers to be the teacher, but you are the subject. Help us to see that today no matter who we are, no matter what our experience of motherhood is, whether a man or a woman, a boy or a girl, whether a mother or not a mother, help us, Father, to see through the lens of mother what you are showing us about yourself. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. That God made mothers to be loved, is not accidental. It's purposeful. It's not just a sweet or a sentimental thing that we like to talk about or celebrate or give flowers or gifts for Mother's Day. God intends to reveal to us something important about himself, and he has chosen this important relationship to begin to teach us from the very earliest moments of our conception. While I am still Growing in the secret place, as David describes the mother's womb. Mother is beginning already to teach me about God's love. Everything God does has a purpose. He's not careless. He's not random. He's not whimsical. We're still discovering and will always be discovering the depth of God's purposes, the depth of his ways and of the means that he uses to accomplish his purpose. So in the finest tradition of the acrostic outline, I propose to spell for you this primary quality of mothers, love, using a series of carefully selected verbs to more fully describe the love of God as it is revealed to us in the love of a mother. If you have the outline, if you downloaded that and printed it uh, from the email that was distributed with the church bulletin, Uh, you'll be able to see pretty quickly as you follow along uh, how to fill in those blanks that I left for you. L is for 
L is for the way you look. Eh? No. <laughs> no. Some of you, some of you, the seasoned saints, you went there, didn't you? You went there in the room. Some very seasoned saints in the room. Some of you went there with old blue eyes, Frank Sinatra, singing that uh, sweet swing song. But uh, that is not the direction that I want to go this morning, as fun as that could be. Instead, uh, L is for lavishing. Lavishing, generous, over the top, too much gushing, it sometimes seems, especially for me as a boy, when my mother was too lavish with her affection. Oh, mom. Ah. I miss it, though. Mothers are often overflowing with their love for their children. Mom is ready to make any sacrifice for the sake of her child. A mother is a person who is seeing that there are only four pieces of pie left and five places at the table, will promptly announce that she never really did care for pie anyway. Mothers love over the top, it seems, but a mother is lavish in her loving. Where does this come from? Notice 1 John 3, verse 1. See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the children of God, and such we are. This verse, translated in the New International Version, actually uses the word lavish. See what a great love the Father has lavished on us. It is all out there, holding nothing back. But a mother's love is not only lavishing. There's another L word that I want to include. Love, L, is for lavishing and listening. Mm, Listening. Mothers seem to be interested in whatever their child wants to talk about. Long after the impatient father has given up making any kind of sense about the child's ramblings, mom is still listening intently. Even when the words the child is learning to form are undecipherable to the normal human ear, mom learns to hear and to understand what the child is trying to say. And frequently... They're successful. A mother's love is a listening kind of love. You know who else listens to us when we speak? I bet uh, you have this verse somewhere in your home, on a plaque, a refrigerator magnet, on a card tucked into your Bible, highlighted and underlined in Jeremiah 29, Verse 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. But that that statement continues. God says through Jeremiah, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. 
you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. There's another verse that we often quote in Second uh, Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God says, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. God is listening. God is listening right now. Are you speaking? God is listening. One other verse comes to my mind before I move off of L and go on to the next letter. This comes from 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14. This is the confidence which we have before him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. He is listening. He hears you. Are you talking to him? And what are you asking him for? Well, that's the L in love. What comes next? O. O is for overlooking. Mothers are willing to forgive our faults, not hold our mistakes against us. A mother is quick to restore her repentant child. I remember being sent to the corner, or later, to my room, until I was ready to admit that what I had done was wrong, to say I'm sorry and really mean it. Sometimes it took me quite a while to be ready to really feel sorry and then to apologize and ask for forgiveness. But when I finally did say, I'm sorry, and I must have, because I'm not in my room anymore, (laughs) mom was quick with a hug, and maybe, if she had just happened to be baking, with a special treat. A mother's love is sometimes an overlooking love. You know what that makes me think of? There's this simple statement in describing love in 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. Love keeps no record of wrongs. There is no scorebook, statistics, that love keeps about the mistakes that we've made. I love this verse from Psalm 103. In fact, I love this whole psalm. But in Psalm 103 are these words, which... I'm sure are familiar to you. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. When we ask for forgiveness, God is ready to overlook our failures and faults. I remember Pastor John just last week said the greatest mental health verse in in all the Bible is 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
Pastor John, I'm sure, will be coming to this verse in good time because it's in Hebrews chapter 8, just out ahead of where he is in uh, the series he's been teaching on better things in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12, quotes God from the Old Testament saying, For I will be merciful to their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. You know, I think God never actually says, I will forget their sins. Forgetting is something that we do involuntarily. But not remembering is a voluntary action. I choose not to allow myself to be reminded. I choose to reject the memory of a wrong done to me. I will not remember it. I refuse to remember it. I can't on purpose forget. I forget things all the time, but not on purpose. Forgetting is something that just happens. And God doesn't forget anything. He has perfect knowledge. But he says, I choose not to remember your sins. God's love shown to us through mothers is an overlooking kind of love. But it's also an overcoming kind of love. A mother's love overcomes obstacles. Obstacles like fear and doubt and the mean girls and the things they say and do. Or the mean boys that knock you down on the playground. Or the cute girls who choose different boys over you. Or the cute boys who broke her daughter's heart. Or even, oh, I don't know, Let's say even that letter her son receives from the Coast Guard Academy he was planning and hoping to attend, informing him that he was not selected for a mission, hypothetically. A mother's love is the kind of love that can overcome any and every adversity. Overcoming. God's love is overcoming. Romans 8.37 tells us, In all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. We are more than overcomers through him who loved us. We're halfway done. That's the L and the O. Next up is the V. What could possibly come along with the letter V? V is for valuing. Mothers are proud of our abilities and optimistic about our possibilities. She's quick to point out our strengths while at the same time overcoming our shortcomings, overlooking our shortcomings. Mothers can always see what is the best thing about her child. She's often the first to detect the silver lining in the storm clouds of her child's experiences. It has been said that a man is seldom as smart as his mother says that he is, or as dumb as his mother-in-law declares him to be. A mother's love all by itself ascribes worth and value to the child that she loves. You know who else loves us, not because of who we are, but because of who he is? John 3.16, probably the most quoted verse in history. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. 
it continues, For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. This is the value that God places upon us. His love gives us value. In his estimation, that value is worth the price of his only begotten Son. God demonstrates his own love toward us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. V is for valuing. But when I think of a mother's love, I also think of another important word that begins with the letter V, and that is volunteering. Countless times each day, a mother does what no one else can or will do or do it quite so well. She wipes away a tear. I won't mention other things she wipes away. Whispers a word of hope, eases her child's fear. I was talking with my siblings last night about what I was planning to say today, particularly about our mother. And one of my siblings reminded me that sometimes mom would lick her thumb and use that to wipe away a smudge on one of our cheeks. A mother teaches, she ministers, she loves, she nurtures the next generation of citizens. She challenges and cajoles her children to do their best and to be their best. You've probably heard the expression, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. She often does this without a word of thanks or any expression of appreciation until the second Sunday in May. But her love is offered voluntarily and comes with no strings attached. You know who else loves like that? God loves like that. Nobody had to ask him to send his son into the world to save it. Nobody thought to ask him to do that. Nobody sent a delegation to heaven to ask for terms of peace. He came up with the idea of redemption, reconciliation, regeneration, restoration for all humankind, all on his own. He volunteered to do the job himself, the job no one else was capable of doing, or qualified to do. God's voluntary love towards us gives us that incredible value, so much so that even angels are astonished and look on in wonder and in awe. And that brings us to the letter E. E. Here's another picture of my mother, Shirley. If you follow me on Facebook, you see this is my current profile picture. If you look closely, you might notice a certain sparkle in her eyes, a certain mischievous sparkle. She loved to have fun. Just up the road from our house, where I grew up, was a dog kennel. On warm nights driving home, she was known to slow down, open her car window, and do her signature witch's cackle out the window so that she would drive the dogs mad and get them all barking. And then she would laugh. And then we would laugh. You see, sometimes the way a mother enjoys demonstrating her love is to embarrass her children. 
This one is bonus content only. This one does not come from the scripture. God does not embarrass us. But our mother loved us in such a way that sometimes her love could be embarrassing to us. Not to her, evidently, but to us. There were times she'd take us into a store with her, my uh, older brothers and me. The younger sisters usually were too young to scatter, as the boys did, stayed close by her. But uh, we boys would be curious, and we'd scatter throughout the store. Didn't matter how many of us there were with her. She'd let us all go off and do our own thing. Uh, Those of us who were able to walk on our own would wander away, looking at whatever. I usually found my way to the toy department. There's a toy department in every store if you look hard enough. Mom would take her time shopping. I think she was glad for the break. But when she was finally ready to leave the store, she had a foolproof method of collecting us from wherever we had wandered in the building. Didn't matter if there were any other people in the store. Didn't matter if those people in the store knew her or didn't know her. She would stand in plain view in the front of the store and begin to whoop loudly. A shrill boy call that echoed throughout the aisles of the store, and she wouldn't stop until we were all standing within arm's reach of her. I consulted with my family when I told them I was going to tell this story, and they said, well, if you tell that, you have to demonstrate it. So I've warned our sound technician, and I'm warning you at home, if you have dogs or cats or young children... Keep an eye on them. My mother patented this call. And she would keep doing it until all of us were within arm's reach. She later learned to use that call to call us in from where we were playing outside to come in for dinner. Uh, And even when I was older and we moved closer into town, she still did that. She went out on the front porch and did that, I could hear her from two blocks away when, uh, when uh, she would call me and I was at my friend's house and it was time for me to hurry home for dinner. I'm here to tell you she could whoop up a scramble of Ashley boys like nobody's business. I'm just going to call this embarrassing kind of love an exuberant love and be done with it. Uh, but E is for expressing. Unlike fathers often, mothers are never reluctant to express their love for their children. They are not embarrassed to say the words, I love you. They do not feel self-conscious about saying and demonstrating their love and affection. Mother's love is expressed regularly and clearly. A word or being snatched out of thin air and hugged, or having a kiss planted loudly on the cheek, or my mom's preferred forehead target. Maybe it took the form of a gift, or an impromptu trip to the local county park for swimming and a picnic. Mom is going to express her love in a way that is impossible to miss or to ignore. Do you know where that comes from? God says, Malachi 1-2, I have loved you 
Jeremiah 31.3, the Lord appeared to him from afar saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love, therefore I have drawn you with loving kindness. Love is an expressing love when it comes from a mother. Okay, I have just one more word to suggest to you this morning. It's too bad that there are only four letters in the word love. I can think of many, many more words to describe a mother's love. And there are even more words that describe God's love. But we have to finish before lunch, so this is the last one. A mother's love is exceeding. A mother loves all the way. She loves because God has made her this way. God made fathers too. They teach us other things about God, but that's an assignment for another day. Paul and Peter both describe a series of qualities or characteristics we are to look for as evidence of a growing Christian life. In Paul's list, uh, he calls the fruit of the Spirit. He sets love in the first place, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Peter's list, found in 2 Peter 1, 5 through 8, describes an ascending tower of qualities starting with faith and then growing upward. And he names love last, or the top level, or the pinnacle, or the summit, if you're going to be a useful and fruitful follower of Jesus Christ. Well, whether we put it as first or as highest in importance, there's no argument that it's a clear expression of the relationship between God and us, and then between us and one another. There are a lot of songs and hymns about God's love in our library of music. I'm going to mention just one title, and then I'll be finished. Love divine, all loves excelling. Thank you, mothers, for teaching us about the love of God, which exceeds and excels all other Let's pray together. Father, as we've been reminded this morning in various ways uh, that you set mothers in our lives to teach us what love looks like, to teach us, every one of us, to start us out in life with a message, you are loved. You are loved, you are accepted, you are valued. You are wanted. Sometimes that message gets scrambled. Sometimes we don't quite hear it or, or receive it or believe it. But it's a clear and a consistent message when it comes from you. Thank you for loving us unconditionally. Being ready to forgive us, to overlook all of our many failings. Thank you for listening to us as we speak to you. Thank you for listening to us this morning. Thank you for loving us and teaching us about it through our mothers. We ask you to bless them and through them all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank you all so much for joining us this morning. It was Pleasant to be with you in your living room. Thanks for letting us stay the whole time.
And uh, we'll see you right here again next Sunday morning. Check out our YouTube channel throughout the week for more messages from our pastor, uh, his fireside chat, and uh, other messages as they come. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Happy Mother's Day.